Uh, yeah, amen. I am so excited for what God has in store for you today. And, you know, uh, can I just say, I love this church. I love your pastor. I love you guys. I, I just love coming here. And I believe that God has a special blessing in store for us today. And I, you know, as we were worshiping, um, I just felt in my spirit that today, the word for today is a prophetic word, I believe, for you as a church family. Today, we're going to be talking about favor. And you know, uh, I was actually joking with someone the other day, and I said, uh, I said, you know, Pastor JP, I said, I think that he has the most favor of anyone that I've ever met in my life. And, and, and I meant it because when I, when I look at his life, when I look at you guys, when I look at your church, I was just, I was just talking and I, was just, I, I just met Simon here. And, and uh, it, just, we just met. He's sitting next to me. And I was like, God, the favor of God is on this place. The favor of God is on this place. And you know what? If you're here today and you're new here, let me just tell you, you're in the right place. You're in the right place because God is doing something powerful in your midst. And I am so excited to bring the word to you today because I believe that this is a, like I said, it is a prophetic word. It's an invitation for you to walk in something that maybe you haven't walked in yet. You know, the way that we look at God, the way that we view ourselves before God is everything about what God does in us. And I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you today to open up your hearts and allow God to pour out his favor on your life. You know, even, and I could even see it on some of your faces. When you talk about favor, sometimes what happens is, you know, they're like, you, you think, okay, is this guy a prosperity preacher? You know, is like, is he going to start, you know, talking about money? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about just asking for, for uh, anything that you want so that you can satisfy your desires. I'm talking about a favor that comes from heaven so that the city around you, so that the people around you can drink from the abundance of what God has poured into your life. I'm talking about a favor that changes any environment that you go into so that when you walk into the door, everything changes about that place. And people look around and they say, what in the world just walked in? God wants to bring favor to your life because he wants to awaken the city of Chicago. Amen? Amen. Praise God. I'm about to preach. Praise the Lord. You guys got me excited. Whew. Amen. I want to I look at a verse today, a few verses. Actually, I'm going to be reading from a story that is, uh, I don't know if you've You've probably never heard a sermon preached on this, this passage, and that's okay. It's a good passage. You know, when you read your Bible, can I encourage you to do something? Don't ever go into sleep mode, okay? When you read your Bible, know God wants to talk to you. Did you know that there's not one time that you go to open your Bible that God doesn't want to talk to you? You know, we beg God. We're like, God, please speak to us as if he doesn't want to speak to us, but God actually wants to speak to you. And so I was reading through, and uh, when I read this passage, you know, the Bible is new every day because God keeps changing you. And so he's always teaching you something new. So every time you open it, there's something new for you. So as, as I was reading, I 
read this passage and I was like, Lord, this is, this is incredible. I believe that there's, a, that there's a key to freedom for you in this passage, okay? So let's read this together. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Joshua chapter 15. Joshua chapter 15. If you've got your phones or your iPad or whatever it is. Joshua chapter 15 verse 13. Verse 13. Now let me, let me set this up as you're turning there. So this story takes place as the people of Israel who had been wandering in the desert. Anybody ever seen the Prince of Egypt? Okay, you guys know the story, right? The Israelites, only like three of you? That's like my favorite movie. You guys got to watch that. It's incredible. I'm about to start singing one of the songs. This is uh, great music. Anyways, the, what happened is Israel was trapped in Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt, okay? And what happened was God delivered them. He set them free, and he says, I have a land. I have a promise, a place of favor, a place of rest that I want to take you to. And so the people of Israel left Egypt, and they wandered in the desert for 40 years because they were rebellious, and they didn't believe God, except for two guys. One guy, his name was Joshua, and the other guy, his name was Caleb. And Caleb and Joshua, they believed God when everyone else didn't. They said, no, no, God has favor in store for us. God has a place of rest in store for us. And so they believed God. And so what happened is all of their peers died in the desert, but God gave them a supernaturally long life. And they survived past everyone else. And so we find ourselves right here in this passage where the people of God are going into the land of promise to take the blessing that God told them he was going to give them in Egypt. But you know, sometimes we can think that just because God gives us a blessing, we don't have to fight for it. Do you know that even when God gives you blessings, sometimes you still got to go to, you got to go to battle for that thing. You know, I, I love, I love, um, I just love the Bible. I'm going to keep moving. I don't, I don't want to preach too much here. Okay, we're going to, I want to have time to pray, so let's keep moving. Anyways, what we're going <laughs> to, I get it, I get out of control. So we're, we're going to go into this, this story, and I want you to listen, because this story, I believe, shows three types of faith. Three types of faith, okay? Now, as we look at these three types of faith, I want you to recognize that uh, none of these types of faith are bad. Um, they're all good. Uh, but I believe that God, He wants to focus in on a, speci a specific type of faith that He wants to impart to us here today. So listen to this passage. In accordance with the Lord's command to him, Joshua gave to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, a portion in Judah, Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron. Arba was the father of Anak. Now stop right there. So Anak, and any, whenever you see Anakites in the Bible, those were giants. And I'm talking about giants like people that were really big, okay? They were, they were big. You know the story of David and Goliath? Uh, Goliath was a descendant of Anak. And so when you look at this, this passage, what Caleb is going in to do is he's going in to defeat giants. From Hebron, Caleb drove out the three Anakites, Sheshai, Ahiman, and Talmai, the sons of Anak. From there he marched against the people living in Debir, formerly called Kiriath Sefer. 
And Caleb said, I will give my daughter Aksa in marriage to the man who attacks and captures Kiriath Sefer. Othniel, son of Kanaz, Caleb's brother, took it. So Caleb gave his daughter Aksa to him in marriage. One day when she came to Othniel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. When she got off her donkey, Caleb asked her, what can I do for you? She replied, do me a special favor. Since you have given me land in the Negev, give me also springs of water. So Caleb gave her the upper and lower springs. Now listen to this. I want to I point out a few things, okay? I want to point out here that Caleb, he believed God on a promise. Caleb believed God on a promise, and sometimes God gives you a promise, and you don't feel anything. You don't, you might, it not, might not seem like that thing is going to come true, but when God makes a promise to you, he always fulfills it. And Caleb went into the promised land, and he said, okay, there's giants ahead of me. That's cool. God promised it. I, I, I'm going to go in, and it doesn't matter what's standing in front of me, because if God promised it, then I don't have to worry how big the obstacles are in front of me. If it's promised to me, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. And then Othniel, okay, Othniel, he believed on a condition. You see, sometimes God says to you, if you follow me in this way, I will bless you in this way. And Othniel said, oh, okay, so if I go in and I take over this town, I get your daughter? Sounds good. And he did it. And so he went in and he conquered the land. And you know what? Sometimes God gives us opportunities. He gives us challenges. And he says, hey, if you'll do this, if you'll obey me in this way, if you'll take a step of faith in this way, I'm going to bless you in a unique way. And then the final one was Aksa. Aksa believed God based on favor. You see, a lot of the times we understand the promise. We understand when we have to work for something. But believing God just because he likes you, that's favor. Aksa understood something that Othniel didn't quite understand yet. And I believe that today God wants to impart the faith of favor to every single person here. Because I believe that this city is going to look to this place and they're going to say, that place is favored. Let's pray. Jesus, we pray, oh God, pour out your favor right now. Lord, we pray, open up our hearts that we might receive your word, that we might receive, oh God, everything that you have in store for us. Right now, oh God, we want to see the miraculous favor of God be unleashed in our lives, be unleashed in our ministries, be unleashed in this church, be unleashed in this city, oh God. We want to see you, oh God, pour out your spirit on us in a way that we have not seen yet, oh God. Lord, bring awakening, oh God. Bring awakening to this city. Bring awakening to our lives. Now, Lord, open up our minds. Help us to receive. And Lord, just as we sang today, oh God, Lord, tear down the lies that we have been believing that have hindered us from being able to experience the fullness of what you have. We love you and we praise you. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Listen, I want to, I want to just, I want to say something to you. Today, when I talk about favor, In fact, I think I have a definition of favor. Favor is essentially 
a kindness that we don't deserve. It's an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. It's something that goes, it's extra special, you know? Anybody extra special in the place? Come on, everybody raise your hand. You're all extra special, all right? And I don't mean that in an insulting way. I guess that is a, yeah, okay. So when we, <laughs> favor is one of those things that it goes beyond, it's like there's things that you deserve, there's things that you think that you can work for, and then there's things that you're just like, wow, that, yeah, I don't know why that's there. It's just, it's there. It's good. It's goodness beyond what is expected. And today, I believe that God, he wants us to start acting like we're favored. He wants us to stop just believing that, that God is good and that God is great and that he has incredible blessings in store for us and, and be able to say amen to that. But he wants us to start acting and believing and walking in favor. And today I believe that we're going we're gonna to unlock how to walk in favor, how to walk in favor. So listen, if you don't remember anything that I say today, this is what I want you to walk away with. I want you to walk away with that favor takes ownership of the goodness and generosity of God. Favor takes ownership of the goodness and the generosity of God. You see, we can talk about the goodness and the generosity of God, but do you walk in that? Do you take ownership of that? Does the goodness of God belong to you, or is it a truth that you say, yeah, that's a good truth? Does it, is it something that you walk in in Monday and Tuesday at your workplace? Is it something that you walk in when you go home? Is the goodness of God something that you hold on to and you say, that belongs to me? Today, I want to show you how Aksa can teach us. Listen to this. I love this story, okay? Now, this story is just, you have to understand that there's a lot in between the lines here, okay? And so, look at this verse. Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's brother, took it. So Caleb gave his daughter to Oxa in marriage. One day when she came to Othniel, she urged him to ask her father for a field. Now, I just love this. How many of you are married in the room? Okay? Okay, good amount of us. Yeah, so, I... You know, when I got married, there were certain things that my wife said to me that made me very uneasy. And when she started to say, hey, how about we do this? I was like, uh, I don't know about that. You know, there was like, you know, especially when you're first married, you're trying to understand, like, uh, how, how to navigate things and how to navigate certain conversations. And sometimes, my, I remember my wife came to me and she's like, hey, I think that we need to buy a house. And I said, you What? I'm like, we can't even afford rent. What do you mean we need to buy a house? And, and she said, no, I, th I think that we need to buy a house. And I'm like, you're, you know, you're crazy. And, and so, uh, uh, you know, this is one of those moments. Oxa says to Othniel, she's like, hey, honey, you know, uh, my dad, he's a great guy, right? Yeah, great guy. Aren't, aren't you glad for that, that, that land that he gave us that you, that you went in and you conquered? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, isn't it? You know it's a desert, right? <laughs> it's a desert. There's no water. My dad, he gave us a desert. So, I, I, you know, I love you. But you need to go ask for a little bit more land. Because, you know, 
wouldn't it be nice, you know, just, I mean, I love the desert, you know, it's like Yuma, Arizona, great, great, but, you know, we're, wouldn't it be nice to have the kids, like, swim in the backyard, and, you know, wouldn't it be nice to not have to walk miles and miles in order to be able to get a glass of water? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to have a little water for a vegetable garden? Oh, Neil, how about you just go ask my dad? Trust me, he won't mind. Just ask for it. He'll, he'll give it to you. And then Othniel's thinking to himself, he's like, yeah, yeah. So the guy that just killed a bunch of giants and said, anyone who goes and takes over this town, you want me to go ask that guy for more land? That's what you want me to do? She's like, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Bro, we got a desert. We got a desert. That's what we have been given. But listen to this. This is important for us to understand. Favor, it's a disposition and an identity. Favor is a disposition and it's an identity. You see, when, when Aksa was processing this whole situation... She's not thinking about like, oh, I got to go conquer a town to, to get a blessing. She's not thinking like that. She's like, no, that's my dad. That's my dad. So if I need something, I just go and I ask my dad and he gives it to me. That's the way that it works. You know, and, and I believe that there's only, there's one group of people that are not affected by the, the thought pattern of lack. You know who they are? Little kids. Because... They, they haven't learned yet that you've got to work for something in order to get it. Everything is given to them. You know, the other day, my son, I have three kids. I, I got a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a four-year-old. It's a lot of fun. And my seven-year-old, he's like, hey, Dad, can we go to Disney World? And I'm looking at this kid. I'm like, who are you? What are you talking about? You want to, like, mortgage the house? What are you talking about? Go to Disney World. He's like, hey, you know, Dad, hey, can we go to Disney World this weekend? <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't have anything else going on. Let's go to Disney World, you know? Let me, just, uh, let me just buy a couple tickets and, you know, take everybody to Disney World. That's what we do, right? But, you know, in his mind, he's like, well, what? Disney World, I mean, it's open, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, what's the problem, Dad? It's like, I get food three times a day, more, actually. Uh, clothes are on my body. I don't have to worry about anything. What, Disney World sounds good. Let's go. And it, why? Because he doesn't have a mindset that he's got to work for something. He doesn't have that mindset. And you know what? That's great. Now, obviously, I told him to go back to his room and stop talking, you know, but and I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't. I didn't do that. I, was, I, I said, hey, hey, uh, you know what? And I, and I explained to him that, you know what? That's a great request. Why don't you go pray for that? And when the Lord provides it, let's go to Disney World. All right? Because that's a good request. Not one that I can meet right at this moment. But, you know, a kid, they understand things a little bit different. You see, Othniel, he didn't quite understand yet. Othniel didn't understand that now he's a son. He was new to the family. He didn't quite understand yet that the rules changed. You see, because when you become a son, the favor is open to you. 
all of the blessings of your father now belong to you. Because when you're a son, everything that belongs to the father belongs to you. And, and, and Aksa, she already got it. She said, Othniel, you know, there's a couple things that you don't understand yet. I'm going to have to teach you the way that it goes in my family. Listen to this verse. I want to I encourage you and I want to challenge you because I believe that there's some things that we don't have yet that we, we can have. Listen to this verse. I love this. Ephesians 1, chap, uh, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every, everybody say every, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Now listen, I want to read this again. Replace us with me. Who has blessed me in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. i got a question for you. Has anyone in the room exhausted this promise yet? Of course not. Of course not. You know, guys, look, your name is Oasis. Because there, this is a place of refreshment for the weary and the tired outside. Amen? Because the people of this city are going to come and they're going to drink from the living water so that they don't have to be thirsty again. But church, can I talk to you for a minute? Wouldn't it be a shame if the people who were, who were wandering in the desert came into a place called Oasis and the people of God didn't know that they had rivers of living water available for them, that they had every spiritual blessing? Don't you know that when someone walks into these doors, they need something from you. They need something from you. They need God in you. God has placed you here because he wants to put his favor on your life so that when they come in, the blessing of God flows out of you and it blesses them. That's how he wants to make it happen. Listen to this. Matthew 7, chapter 7, verse 11. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Come on. You know, I, it's not that I didn't want to take Owen to Disney World. I actually love Disney World. I just didn't have the resources. But how many of you know our Father in Heaven has every resource? There's never one question. There's never one request that he says it's not in the bank account. He has every spiritual blessing. Now listen, sometimes we can say we... We believe this truth, but let me tell you where the rubber meets the road. The rubber meets the road, and it, and it really shows, if you believe it or not, in what you're willing to ask for. How big are your prayer requests? You know, I, I remember I was, I was praying with someone once. This is crazy, and I don't typically do this, but... I was praying for someone once, and I said, stop, I'm not, we're not praying anymore. And they're like, what? And I'm pretty close to this person. They said, what? What do you mean? And they said, how are you going to not pray with me? And they're a real good friend of mine. I said, look, you're just complaining. 
this isn't praying. You're, good. You're just complaining. I said, God is good. God is good. Come on, let's, let's really pray. Let's really ask for something. Let's not come to God like, oh, God, my problems, they are just so big. I don't know why you placed me on this earth, but I think I'll find out someday. <laughs> God doesn't want us to come to him like that. He wants us to come and say, oh, God, I'm so glad you're here. You see all this lack, you see all this, this hurt, you see all this pain. God, we need the abundance. We need the favor of heaven right now in this moment. Don't be afraid to ask for things. Listen, favor asks until it gets awkward. Favor asks until it gets awkward. Have you ever been in that moment where somebody asks for something and you just like, oh my goodness, like... Who is this person? Who invited? I'm not with them. You know, it's like, I don't know them. You know, my, my, I love, and I'm not talking bad. This is actually a good thing. My dad is like that, okay? I remember my dad, he used to go into places, and uh, he's the kind of guy that he got a deal everywhere that he went because he believed everybody wanted to give him a deal. And so he said, no, every." Look, look, everybody wants to give you a deal. They love to give good deals. People love that. People love to give good deals. And so he would walk into a place, and he, he would end up buying a, a car at cost, driving it for two years, and selling it for a profit. And I was like, man, this is crazy. But I would go into places with him, and he would ask for things, and I would just, like, my face would turn red, and I'm like, Lord, please. And the people would look at him kind of like, I can't believe you just asked for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that sounds good. And I would walk away and I'm like, I don't know how that just happened, but it's, it's just unbelievable. But you know what? Can I tell you something? God's not shocked at what you ask for. God's not shocked. And God's not surprised. And God's not saying to himself, oh, man, that was expensive. I can't believe they asked for that. You know, no. Listen, I, I love this because this is, this is basically what happened, okay? Oxa gets off the donkey. She stops the whole show. Everyone's waving. They're like, oh, man, have a great honeymoon. You know, it's going to be awesome. You guys have a great life in the desert. It's going to be great. And then she gets off the donkey. She's like, she stops the whole show. And Caleb walks up and he's like, hey, what do you want? Othniel was like, don't you do it, don't you do it, you know. She's like, hey, Dad, thanks so much for the desert. Can we have some springs? Dad, can we, can we get a little water? Because how many of you know the desert is a blessing? It is. You know, deserts, you know what they are? They're, they're blessings waiting for an opportunity. That's what a desert is, a blessing waiting for an opportunity. And so the desert is not a bad thing. Uh, look, the, the desert is an amazing place when it has water. So she got off and she asked for it. Listen to this. I want to read you a story really quickly. We're almost done here. This is a story about Napoleon. Listen to this. Napoleon and his soldiers overcame an island in the Mediterranean Sea. They had fought for many days to take the island and finally succeeded. After the capture of the island, at the price of many lives, Napoleon and his generals gathered for a celebration. As they were sitting around a great table talking about the victory, they were interrupted by a young officer. Napoleon looked at him and said, what do you want? The young man looked at Napoleon and said, give me this island. The generals began to laugh. 
They could not believe he was forward enough to ask Napoleon for the island that they had fought so hard to win. They thought to themselves, who does he think he is? Anyone with the audacity to make such a request of Napoleon was certainly putting his own life at risk. But then Napoleon turned to one of his aides and asked for a pen and paper. He wrote out a deed to the island, signed it, and gave it to the young man, leaving his generals stunned and amazed. How could you do it? One of the generals asked Napoleon. What made him worthy to receive this great island? I gave him this island, Napoleon said, because he honored me by the magnitude of his request. Did you know God's not surprised and he's not shocked and he's not insulted when we ask for something big because our frame of reference is small. God is saying, if you're my child, if you're my son, if you're my daughter, I need you to take a step up because I want to bless you abundantly and beyond anything that you could ever ask or imagine. God is looking for you to ask for something more than what you've asked for today. Now listen. We're closing up here. I want to pray. But listen, favor expects supernatural abundance. Favor expects it. When you walk in favor, you expect good things to happen to you. You expect God to bless what you're doing. You expect God to do something supernatural where you're at. And so I want to ask you a question today. I want to ask you a question. What's the desert in your life? That God has blessed you with. That you're looking at and you're like, man, this is God doesn't really care about me. All he gave me was a desert. When really, God was waiting for you to ask for the springs of abundance to come and fill that place with life. Maybe it's your ministry. Maybe you're in a ministry and you're serving there and you're like, man, this thing just seems to go wrong here and it goes wrong over here and it goes wrong over there. And God is saying, why don't you ask me for the abundance of my presence? Why don't you ask me for the favor? Maybe it's your family. Maybe you look at your family and you're like, God, I can't believe you gave me such a bum family. Man, this is hard. Maybe, maybe it's your marriage. You say, God, my marriage is like a dead desert right now because it's just something that I don't know if anything good can come out of this. Maybe it's a friendship. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's the place where you work. You go every day and you're saying, man, God doesn't love me. If God really loved me, he'd bless me. When God is saying, hey, I gave you that place, that desert, but I didn't expect you to stay there without the abundance of my favor. What is it today for you? What's your desert that you need to bring before God? Some of us have a desert mindset. We've got a desert mindset, and I believe God wants to change that today. Come on, everybody stand to your feet. Today, if you're here, and you say, you know what, there's a desert in my life, and I've had a mindset that says, God, he's not wanting to bless me. It's because you have the mentality of an orphan, not a son and a daughter. God, he wants to bring you in. He wants you to know he loves you like his very own son, like his very own daughter. And you know why? It's because if you've accepted Jesus into your life, you are his son. You are his daughter. You are blessed. You are favored. God loves you. There's nothing that he is withholding from you that he knows is going to bless you and move you forward into what he has for you. 
God is not up in heaven saying, well, if they just worked harder, I'd do it. That's not the way that God works. When Jesus came, he paid for everything. There's not one expense left on the table. When God invites you to eat, he pays. Wherever you're at today, whatever desert you have in your life, I believe that God, he wants to transform you into a child of God. He wants to say, I want to pour out my abundance. I want to pour out my favor. Come on, what is it in your life that you need the abundance of God? I'm praying this for myself. I'm praying this over my family. I'm saying, God, change my mindset. Come on, just lift